What up, brawlers? Welcome back to Throne Hands. Alongside me, per usual, is the main man, Daniel Woods. But we have yet another special guest on today, Jose Johnson, who will be fighting in uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series next Tuesday. Jose, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're just going to start off with the basics like we usually do here. How'd you get your start in MMA? Man, I got beat up. That's how I got started in MMA. I got jumped when I was in high school and that actually pushed me to learn self-defense, you know, some way to defend myself. So I went to an MMA gym and been doing MMA ever since. So would you say your uh, upbringing in Flint had some influence on how like you came up in MMA and stuff? Oh, definitely. Every day was a fight in Flint, man. So I was pretty much fighting in the streets all the time as it is. So I was like, might as well do it the right way or at least learn how to properly do it. And ended up falling in love with it. So it sounds like you kind of started from scratch as a mixed martial artist. How long did it take for you training before you had your first amateur fight? Oh, like six months, to be honest. Yeah, man, I, was, I was quick. I jumped straight into it. I was one of those trouble kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was dealing with the gang activity, freaking drugs and violence all over the place. So I was just looking for an outlet, and someone came to me and presented me with an opportunity to fight. My first question I asked them was uh, if it was legal, if I could get in trouble for it. And he was like, man, it's completely legal. You won't get in trouble for it. And I was like, man, so you mean I can kick somebody's ass and I can, like, not get in trouble for it? I'm like, yeah, bet, send it. Been doing it ever since. <laughs> All right. So you, after your uh, amateur career, you start off your pro career with two straight losses. Um, where was your thoughts on where your career was going to go in this sport after those losses? Man, that was hard to come back from. Um, I don't think it would have been so so as hard to come back from as it was if if I uh, if my amateur career wasn't so extensive and I wasn't so successful as an amateur. And people weren't holding me, you know, up here uh, as far as, like, where I was going to go as a pro. And it was just a lot of pressure. I took really stupid fights, you know, fights that I shouldn't have taken. And uh, it was super hard to bounce back from, but I did. I just knew I had to to support my family, my kids. had to be better for them. So your third pro fight, you get you get a decision win against Sean Rosencrantz to get your first uh, professional win in mixed martial arts. Uh, after after that fight, what was what was going through your head to know you kind of finally got over the hump there, got that first professional win, and it looks like you really took off from there. Well, I definitely that that win was very notable for me because it was against a wrestler, and shown in the past I struggled with wrestlers not because I can't wrestle but because I really don't feel like wrestling I just want to knock I just want to knock people out 
you know, and that dude's is a really, really, really strong wrestler. We actually fought twice as amateurs as well. So that was the trilogy fight, but it was as pros. So it was super important for me to win that fight. And I got the dub over him. And I actually engaged in a lot of grappling with him um, to, prove, to prove to myself. And it was, yeah, like you said, it was fucking, it was a rocket ship after that. Just took off after that one. Yeah, so after those two losses, you, you string four together. And then after those four, you went, uh, you lose three of five. And two of those via, sum, via submission. Did you, after those losses, did you realize, oh, crap, I, gotta, I really got to work on my submission defense? Yeah, definitely had to work on the submission defense. Um, it wasn't so much that um, I didn't have the submission defense before. It was more so I panicked in situations. So I had to work on being more calm because it's different from being an amateur and then being a pro. Uh, it means more. It's more important. Uh, so when I get put in those positions before, I would I would start to panic. And if you panic in jujitsu, man, you get caught. So now when I get in those positions, I just breathe through them and, and work my way through them. You know, the more patient you are, the better off you are. So that's what I had to learn was patience. So as your, as your career's gone along, you spent a lot of time uh, in XKO. You made your debut there at XKO 38 in 2017. And then you fought on – one, two, three, four, five straight XKO cards. So mm -hmm. what, was, what was it like fighting that often? Because you even had fights in between those cards as well. What was, it, what was it like being out there just going at it so often? Was that something that you, you were looking to do to make a name for yourself, or were you just using those opportunities to improve? I love it. I just love to fight, man. Um, I improved during those opportunities and it was a good way to get myself out there as well. So I guess it was both, not necessarily like one or the other. It was just both. I just like to fight, man. That's how I was as an amateur too. I fought every weekend, sometimes twice in one night and sometimes twice in one weekend in two different cities. I would have to weigh in for this fight and bulk back up and then weigh in for this other fight the same day fight here and then drive two hours this way and fight there. It's just how I'm built, man. It's just what I do. So you mentioned that, you know, you have this uh, love for this sport of MMA, but do you ever worry that it could come back to haunt you in your later years with head injuries and stuff like that? I'm sorry. Well, mom, I got a call. Um, not at all. I don't take a whole bunch of damage in fights. I haven't taken a whole bunch of damage. Um, I've had one concussion my entire life, and that was when I went up in weight because no one wanted to fight at 35, um, 35 or 45. So I had to go up to 55, and I just got caught being lazy. And that was my only, my only injury, my only head injury I've, I've gotten from fighting. So, so after these uh, three, losing three or five, you string together five wins. Uh, you have one TK. TKO in four by just straight up knockout. What do you attribute your uh, very strong knockout power to? Um, I definitely, I definitely want to give all the the thanks back to everyone at my gym at Strike Kings and Copper's Cove for especially for that because I don't train with guys, with small guys. 
I train with big guys, and these big guys move. They move super fast, which is something that you'll see also on the Contender Series this Tuesday. My uh, my teammate, Jonathan Pati, he fights this Tuesday at 185. And he's a big dude, but, man, he moves. You know what I'm saying? So I'm used to sparring and rolling with guys that are that big. So you almost get adapted to to having to use so much more power in order to solidify any type of presence among those guys. So when I'm hitting these dudes, and I'm hitting them a lot harder than I would hit a normal 35 if I was sparring them or if I was fighting them, when I'm in a fight and I throw with that same power, it just brings devastation. So that win streak that, that Jacob talked about started uh, November 2018. Was there a, a mindset change? What what was different uh, starting with that win over Mike Johnson at WXC 74 that has helped you go on this five-fight win streak? Man, I just realized that I got the power. I got the skill. Like, why do I need to show these people more? You know, like, why do I – I realized that getting getting myself, you know – notice I'm gonna have to start just doing what I know I can do and forget being a showman you know like putting on a show is cool and all getting fight of the night is awesome but people remember these knockouts man so you know these five knockouts have led to you to get a contract shot on the Dana White contender series and you haven't fought since November of 2019 how has COVID affected your training leading up to this huge match next Tuesday? Um, COVID's affected me greatly as far as training time goes. You know, there's nothing that's necessarily really changed. Uh, my gym is in Texas, so a lot of the rules and everything that everybody else does didn't really affect them up until recently. And even then, I just do a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with my coaches you know, my sparring partners have all been the same. Um, I come from a small gym, so we don't have a whole bunch of people there. So we don't have to worry about, you know, it not being enough bodies or anything like that. You know, like when I was sparring before, because I trained, I trained also with uh, American Top Team Portland. Um, it was lack of bodies sometimes because of the, you know, the COVID situation. Of course, uh, well, ultimately, man, it's been good. So you you're coming into the contender series next Tuesday, fighting a, a, a decent opponent, Ronnie Lawrence, five and one. What are your expectations going into next Tuesday? Finish. That's it. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be a finish. It's gonna be a first round finish, and that's not to take anything from that dude or anything like that. You know, he he got his shot just like I got my shot, but. I mean, who has he really fought? <coughs> yeah. Other than, other than, you know, Stevie Garcia. And even he's not super impressive to me. He can't even make weight. So your so, last – go ahead. Go ahead, brother. My I was, I was going to say, you mentioned first-round knockout. Your last six fights have been first – or your last six wins, I should say, have been first-round knockouts. Is that is that your goal going into every fight? You want to finish it as early as possible? I want to finish it as early as possible, so I make a statement. That statement that I want to make is that these guys think that I can't make it out of the first round. I want everybody to think that I can't make it out of the first round. I love that.
that's amazing because then they want to try to push me into deep waters and we training for that. So my, my statement that I want to make when I get in there is always that I can finish you at any moment of time whenever I get ready. And I want it to be a quick night. I like, I like cashing quick checks. Uh, all right. So after you get this done next Tuesday, where do you see yourself heading? What's, what's your career projecting? Um, definitely to start my run in the 135 division, take over the 125 division, and then just work my way up. 45 is coming too. I fought at all those weight classes, 25 through 55 I fought at. So, so you're looking to be the champ champ, huh? Champ champ. Champ 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 champ. all right uh danny you got anything else i'm good man jose man thanks for coming on we really appreciate it thank you brother i just want to say uh thank you to my lord and savior jesus christ uh he's had my back since i was freaking born of obviously uh without him i wouldn't be anything um thank you guys for having me on your show and thank my management team, Uridium, for giving me this opportunity. All right. Uh, where can the people find you on social media, Jose? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jose Johnson MMA. Uh, also on Instagram at Platano. It's P-L-A-T-A-N-O underscore pride 95. And then Jose Johnson on Facebook. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for this episode of Throwing Hands. Jose Johnson, everybody.